about to encounter something morbidly macabre. Viewer discretion is advised. Say this on me. <laughs> Listen. I'm not gonna name any names because I'm totally okay with it. I'm not traumatized. It may seem like it's weird, but like I'm okay. And that's all I am okay? I'm nervous. I'm okay. I'm, I'm gonna We've say talked about this, but I don't yeah, remember the details. I'm gonna say it one more time. I'm okay. I've talked to a therapist about it. I'm all good. <laughs> There's no trauma. <laughs> so here's the deal. <laughs> Austin's like, I don't know what the fuck's about that. Okay. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Morbid and the Cobb. This is your boy Mitchell with Austin and Brian. Um... The exhaustion in your It's fucking voice. midnight, so let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, thing. let's do this. Um, yeah, so, okay, the emergency podcast is done. I hope you listened to that already. That's been out for, what, two days at this point? Yeah. Oh, yeah, two it's been out point. forever, man. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, hope you liked that. Fill us in how you liked that shit. We'll be definitely looking in close to that fucking case. Fuck, uh, well, as we all say around here, fuck. Manitowoc County Police Department. Fuck Bobby Dassey. Fuck unnamed man. Free Stephen Avery. Free Brennan Dassey. Uh, and uh, Barb, don't fucking threaten people, man. Yeah. Let's not, <laughs> you know? not threaten people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that, that extends to Scott too. It's, yeah, Scott, don't threaten people, dog. Come just, on. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't if there's any dick. if there's anything that I abide by in my life is to not be a dick. You know what I mean? There you go. It's it's, it's D bad. <laughs> it's D bad. Not B bad. D bad. Don't be a dick. D bad, dog. D bad. What would morbidly macabre do? Kind of like dare, right? But D bad. Yeah, it's right. like dare, but cool. Yeah. But cool and possibly effective. And great. You remember great? We had great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Gang resistance, education, and training. Just made me want to be in a gang more. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) yeah. So me and Mitchell are certified bloods. Okay. And Crips. We joined all of them. All the gangs. We joined them. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. That's true. I stole a Jeep Wrangler. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was on Skyler Avenue. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> I'm glad you made it out of there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was delivering a beggar's pizza to the fucking shoot fucking plan out there and uh, got myself into some shit. All right. Supreme, ain't it? It was great. Yeah. As they say, we lay it on thick. No idea what's going on so, right now. <laughs> as I promised, I know I have a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay. Brian has some stuff to talk about. Yes. Austin has a little bit to talk about. 
Yeah, I think I was a little confused on the topic tonight. Because we're just gonna we're gonna go with the flow, guys. I was gonna say I don't say, I don't know if you're confused. I mean, we texted it out, and then our big news hit, and that kind of overshadowed things. Yeah. yeah, but there's absolutely no reason why, if you had that looked at, that you can't hit that. Well, help us out here, guys, because for me, I'm kind of doing some experiments with like. I want to do some consistency on like what bits work, what bits don't, what people want to hear, what they don't want to hear. Right. So like we're working on some stuff, we're working on some things that we can implement in. So some of these episodes for a little while are probably going to be a little bit different. They're going to have different shit in them. We're going to be trying to do trial error, right? Just let us know yep. it works. We'll keep fucking doing it. If it doesn't work, fuck that. Because <laughs> unlike the Manitowoc County Police Department, we look into shit. Yeah. And if it, <laughs> does, and if it doesn't exactly. look good, we fucking get rid of it, right? Exactly. So. There we go, right? Yes. So let Great me correlation. I, I like that. Yeah. So let me start off with this. Let me start off with this bit of information, okay? Okay. <laughs> I was sitting at a table. And at this table, my mother-in-law was at this table, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there, just chilling, you know, minding my own business, you know. And she looks at me. And she goes, hey, I listened to your podcast, <laughs> and my soul just sank. Yeah? Because <laughs> I thought okay. my life was over. I'm like, no. Because let me give you some context. I don't want her to listen to this. Mm. Yeah, about the, you know, signing tits. This, no, I'm going to tell you why I don't. Because when I'm over there, I'm not like this. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. So the last thing I wanted was for her to listen to this and be like, wow, he's really not that great of a guy. <laughs> he's quite the piece of shit. So as soon as she said that, I'm just like, oh, right. So I'm just, I'm kind of, you know, whatever. And then after she let me have my panic attack for like five minutes, she was like, I only really have one critique. She's like, I have one thing to say about it. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> okay. She was like, maybe. And she's like, just maybe. When you're talking about, like, violence, especially towards children, maybe don't sound so enthused about it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> As her kids are just chilling there, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. So, uh... <laughs> Morbidly macabre. Good feedback. Good feedback. I'll okay. do whatever the fuck I want. So if I want to talk, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> I just, that was like my worst nightmare that came to life. I think the only thing that would make it worse than that is if like her grandparents came up to me and listened to it. Or like if, uh, um, <clears throat> if like, uh, I'm trying to think of who else would freak me out if they listened to this. My mom has a similar one. Anytime we talk about vomit gore, my mom has to turn it down because she doesn't want the mental image of us <laughs> watching a smut film together. So, <clears throat> so Ange, listen. <laughs> I've always liked your son. I've always, you know, appreciated his presence. But it wasn't until we shared a great evening together where we watched vomit gore where I really knew. <laughs> I really knew that him and I experiencing a tarantula going into the vagina <laughs> of a woman and being stitched shut. That's when I knew. That's when I knew that yeah. it was meant to be. 
She won't hear any of that. When I, she'll hear Bobby Gorman be like, nope. When those wonderful, beautiful, sexy Saska twins separated each other from each other in such detail, licking the blood, eating each other. I mean, the whole mind. I knew. <laughs> That's when I knew. Wow. Honestly, it's kind of a crime that he's not standing at the side of my wedding. I mean, that alone should be like, hey, <laughs> get fitted for your tux, big guy. Here we go. Wow. I but, have no such critiques because here again, playing up that generational thing, my folks are in the 70s and don't really know what a podcast is. Have they listened to it? No. Like I said, I don't even know if they know it. I, I explained to them a podcast is like a radio show. My grandpa's in his 70s. He's listened to us. Has he? Yeah, not really his thing. Wasn't super into it. I said I, it was really good. He's like, production value's great, but... I don't think I would ask my parents to listen to it, honestly, because I, I know... The, I know neither one of them really like hearing a lot of language, and I know yeah. we use a lot of language, so... Well, here's that going on that. My parents are very, very supportive of me, and anytime I do anything, they definitely try to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. I think this is the exception. I think they listen oh. to, like, the first couple, and they're like, keep doing what you're doing, but, like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my folks are the same way. I mean, if, nah. they, yeah. if they knew much about the podcast world and they knew, heard people talking about it, they'd probably throw it out there. Hey, my, yeah. my son does one. Yeah. But, yeah, I wouldn't ask him to listen Well, yeah, because, like, whenever I would make <clears throat> music... They'd be all over it. Right. Whenever I would like uh, make like little like short stuff or like if I was doing like performances and film that they'd be mm -hmm. all over that. Yeah. Be like this? Nah. Yeah. Or like my YouTube videos. They liked my YouTube videos. I think. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah. I mean, my dad surprised me the last four or five years. He started cutting out newspaper articles about crimes and stuff to give yeah. to me because he knew that I didn't get the paper. So he just, hey, did you see this article in the paper? <laughs> no. So he just... Got to where he was cutting out articles and bringing them to me. <laughs> so, and my so, parents are yeah. all over it. My parents love it. Anytime we upload something, like my mom and my dad would be like, hey, you guys are talking about this. That's really cool. And it's usually like your true crime stuff oh, that okay. I have like very bare minimum knowledge on. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, like Brian's a cool guy. You should like. Yeah, you guys are him. the same age. <laughs> <laughs> I never really know what to say because I'm always like, yeah, I remember talking about it, but like that's about all I could tell you. Yeah, hey, but like, it's all good. Yeah, man. no, they love it. The rest of my family, yeah, about the same way. Yeah. Like, would I ask them to listen to it now? <laughs> so, another thing that I want to talk about too early, because for the people that don't listen to the whole thing, which first of all, fuck you if you don't listen to the whole thing, but because <laughs> <laughs> this this piece of information, it did something to me. The fact that I didn't know about it is crazy. The fact that it exists is crazy. The fact that it hasn't happened again is crazy. So I was flipping around, definitely not illegally, right? <laughs> and I stumbled across a, I believe it's a 2009 film. Okay. The film is called The Shortcut. Okay. Let's check this shit out. It's a, it's it's a horror movie, horror movie. If I I did parentheses. Yes, yes. <laughs> horror film. I when I started the film, the production company 
that popped up on the screen was Scary Madison. Is it in Wisconsin? No. Oh, okay, okay. When you watch Adam Sandler films... Uh-huh. Oh. It's Happy Madison. It's Happy Madison. Yeah. yeah. Check this shit out. Adam Sandler produced what? a horror film. Really? Just one. This is the only one. This is the only one that he's produced. And they called it Scary Madison Productions. Oh, wow. His fucking brother helped write the script. Dave Franco. Young Dave Franco was in this movie. Okay. Don't get excited. (laughs) All these things alone, I'm like, okay, this movie could be dog shit. I don't care. (laughs) Right. This is crazy. No, it's worth the lineup. This is crazy. Like... (laughs) Adam Sandler producing a horror film, and the fact that this was the only one that was back in 09 had to be dog shit. Had to be. It had to fucking bomb, right? So I was like, I'm in. I'm fucking in. So let's let's dive in, all right? Because nobody's going to watch this movie. I did it for you, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so here's how, here's how the movie, this is how the narrative goes, okay? So this family recently moves into a town. I think that they've been there for like two-ish months because the movie starts with like the teenage kid in school and like they very much say like, so how was like your first two months here? Like just straight like, I'm like, oh yeah, just okay. Yeah, contact. Yeah, yeah, awesome, right? So here's how the movie starts. So he's in the high school. He's talking to this chick that they have like this weird like sexual tension already. And you're like, are they going to, like, fuck already? Like, what's going on? What's happening? Right? And then... But then he goes in to the office to see the principal. And he sees this, like, really hot chick in there. And then he starts drooling over her. So now I'm confused. I'm like, does he want to fuck this chick? Does he want to fuck this chick? Does he just want to fuck anything? I don't know. Right? Yeah. He's a high school kid. The hot chick. (laughs) The hot chick that was in this movie. You will recognize her. Okay? She is... Miss Tasty... From Sex Drive. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Around the same time, because Sex Drive was 08. This is 09. Yeah, yeah, so yep. Similar time period, right? I think they only casted her because of her hotness. I think that's literally it, because her acting is just trash. But she's there, <laughs> right? So, yeah, he's in the office, and he's talking to the principal. I couldn't even tell you what the fuck they talked about. That's how stupid it was. I don't know why the fuck. Like, no, no, I'll tell you what it was. I think the principal, like, because, again, this would never happen. I've been to high school. I know how this shit works, right? The principal, this is the first thing he asks him. So how's your first few months at school here, bud? No fuck. First of all, what fucking principal gives a fuck (laughs) about that, right? Right. So I'm like, so already I'm like, I'm like itching. I'm like, no, no. And he's like, it's fucking okay. What do you, what do you care, man? He's like, your mom called and she's worried about I'm like, I don't give a fuck. So then it goes to a younger kid that's kind of introduced as well. I don't know if they introduce it right away, but it's it's the it's the bro it's the younger brother of this guy that they just showed. He's at his school, and it's the end of the day. They're in like the the outside like field right next to the school, and these kids are giving him a hard time. They're like, "Well, you've never heard of the fucking shortcut, bro? You think you're a tough kid? We'll go through the shortcut." And he's like, "What's the fucking shortcut?" <laughs> 
And they walk him over to like this fucking, like, it's like a path. It's like a path in the woods, right? Right. And they're like, well, the lore is that anybody that goes into the shortcut, they don't come back. Whoa. Right? So it's like, okay. All right. Cool. Right? So the kid goes through the sh- this shortcut because he's like, fuck it. I'm a tough little kid. I'm going to fucking, you know. And runs into, like, halfway through, he runs into, like, a dead animal that looks like it was just, like, brutally fucking, like, just, yeah. Okay. And all of a sudden, like, this old man comes in, which the old man in the film was Dewey Cox's dad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The wrong kid died. The wrong kid died. Anyway. (laughs) um, Basically is like, do you like blood, boy? You're like, blood boy. And then he, like, starts running away. And then the old man screams at the top of his lungs. He's like, the next time it's going to be your blood, boy. <laughs> You'll be cutting high. That's right. <laughs> Just like Dewey Cox. You know what I'm saying? So, and the kid goes home and he's crying. He's like, brother, brother. This fucking shortcut. Right? And he's like, show me the shortcut. I'll go talk to this old man. Fuck him. So, <laughs> so that's kind of like the premise. You get the idea. But, like. One of some of the best dialogue and best scenes in this movie. So like Dave Franco is not a good actor yet. (laughs) His character is first introduced when he's talking to. When the main guy is talking to that chick from the very beginning, where they have that sexual tension, Dave Franco comes from behind them, and like kind of bear hugs the chick from behind. And he was like, hey, are you ready to go? And she was like, we only have three minutes till class. And Dave Franco was like, well, then I'm getting laid three times. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> but anyway, um, so basically how the, like, how the movie plays off is they keep showing like flashbacks of like, this town way back in the day and like why fit like why the shortcut became the shortcut and how things go and how things happen and everything like that they keep making you think that that old man um like has killed people over the years that come to the shortcut for like reasons because of like what's happened to his family in the past like you're definitely believing this right and like all these kids are like investigating it and they keep getting closer they keep getting closer well the f- <laughs> the fucking the finale the big finale of this film, right? So, um, main characters with uh, Miss Tasty in a car, they're they're um, they're spying on the old man because he goes to the fucking VFW every Friday, right? <laughs> so his friends are at the old man's ranch in the shortcut, like searching for like bodies and shit. So they're keeping an eye on the old man to make sure that he doesn't go home. Well, while they're in the car, this is like again. I don't think whoever wrote this script, well, like, Adam Sandler's brother, like, I don't think they understand how kids work. Like, how kids talk. Because <laughs> they're in the car, right? And, like, this is supposed to be, like, the main character, like, the protagonist, right? And he's just acting like a fucking douche, right? Like, the whole time. Like, it's it's cringe as fuck. Like, they're in the car, and he's, like, trying to fucking get it, right? <laughs> and he's like, you like music, girl? You like music? And she's like, yeah, I like music. I don't know. And he's like, you like this? And she's like, nah, I don't really like this. And he's like, you like this? She's like, nah, I don't really like this. And he's like, do you like this? And they start singing it together, like all cringe, like all weird. And he was like, yeah, baby, I'll get you tickets as soon as they come into town. I'll get you tickets. I'm like, stop. Just yeah, stop. stop. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> this kind of sounds like gold. I'll get you tickets, baby. <laughs> when they come to town, I'll get you tickets, baby. 
And they just fucking make out like all weird. It's not even like a nice make out. It's kind of like a Top Gun make out, you know? It's kind of. <laughs> oh. It's kind of. That was kind of a nice make out, though. I mean, that got intense. Brian. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brian. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, the old man starts going home, and then the big climax is, is the fucking friends find this dude that's chained in his basement, right? And the way that the chain works is it's like a super fucking long chain that's attached to this dude, and it's like locked in place. Well, they unlock it, and this chain goes for fucking like a long way. So this dude's like running with the chain still attached. Can get all the way outside, like, halfway through to, like, the shed out there. And he's like, fuck, go get that hatchet and fucking cut the chain off. And so, um, the dude's holding the, the dude that's chained is holding the one half. And Dave Franco is holding the other half. And, like, this ripped dude that's with them is trying to cut it, right? Well, and one of the times where he cuts, the fucking old man moves it right at the right time. So he cuts Dave Franco's fingers off. Oh. And Dave Franco's like, ah, look, ah, yeah! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they're like why'd you move why'd you fucking do that and then the old man just like starts fucking hatcheting them like he hatchets the fucking Dave Franco to death hatchets the fucking muscular dude to death so then the chick that's with them is like oh my god this is fucking crazy and she fucking runs off or whatever and then the fucking hot girl and or Miss Tasty and the main character come back where the old man is and they find the chick and they're like they're fucking dead blah blah blah, blah. and there's crazy man blah 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 whatever the crazy man fucking gets a hold of Miss Tasty fucking just snaps her neck in fucking half. She's dead. So then you're like, fuck! So then these characters that had sexual tension at the beginning of the movie, it actually looks like they might fuck now. Because he's like, oh, Miss Tasty's dead, so yeah, let's fucking do this. <laughs> I shit you not. This is where this just gets even more fucking crazy. Like, Miss Tasty's dead. They're supposed to be like in high school, right? Like kids. Yeah. This fucking chick, while they're running, you can see her tramp stamp. This chick has a <laughs> tramp stamp. And they're in fucking high school. I'm like, come on. Uh, I mean, like well, in our high school, that could be believable. I'm going to say, I see younger and younger kids I don't know, getting man. them somehow. I don't know. But anyway, so uh, they finally come to like a crossroads where it's those two and then the old man and the dude that's like chained up. So this is what happens. The old man that they've been spying on the entire time is not the killer. The killer was his brother, the dude that was chained in the basement the whole time. He was trying to protect his brother from, like, killing people because he's a psychopath all these years. So then, like, the old man's like, I can't do this anymore. And he fucking shoots his brother. And they have this moment where, like, his brother's fucking bleeding out. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just can't do it anymore. And he's like, it's okay. I love you, man. And then he fucking dies. I'm like, And the old man (laughs) fucking shoots himself in the mouth. And then they just both die. Okay. Here's where... Here's where you know it's an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> so you think it's over. <laughs> you think that, like that's it, right? <laughs> so they're he's talking to this chick and they're fucking, you know, whatever. His younger brother comes from behind her and fucking kills her. This kid is like in middle school. And this fucking brother, the, the main character, is like, what the hell, man? And the younger kid's like, I'm sorry, I just can't help it. I just can't help it. Ever since I killed our dad, I just, I, I can't help it. Oh. They just, that's just a thing. Yeah, they just dropped that in. Out of fucking in. nowhere. And then the fucking, the, the, the older brother's like, 
okay, we'll grab her legs. And then they just fucking are carrying her through the woods. And then they're like, are we going to have to move again? And the older brother's like, no, we're just fine. And then the movie ends. I'm like, okay, why? <laughs> why the fuck was that necessary? Because <laughs> they got to replace the old man. It's a dichotomy. Well, the reason why they moved to that town is because the younger kid killed the dad. And blah. Fuck off. That movie had... <laughs> Let me put it this You're way. You're just making me want to watch it at this point. Let me put it this way. There is a reason why Adam Sandler does not make horror <laughs> movies anymore. <laughs> kind of why I want to watch it. Because they made this and they're like, Adam. Come on, dude. Come on, man. And, I, dude, I, I, so, I so want to hear this one day when I become famous and I become friends with Adam Sandler this will be the first question I ask him I'm gonna be like how was the phone call to your brother after that movie tanked <laughs> like what'd you guys talk about what what did the ratings on it look like uh you know it's not as bad as you'd think I think it has like a five okay cause that's kinda what got me to watch it cause like if it was like a two or three I was gonna be like eh but it had a five so I'm like okay but yeah, I I really hope that when they talked on the phone, I would really hope that Adam was like, hey, buddy, listen. <laughs> I'm glad that we got you to fucking help write this movie, but um, I think it's going to be it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, think, I think Scary Madison has uh, run its course. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So Adam Sandler... Executively, executively produced a horror film in 2009. That is a fact. I never would have thought that. I, wow. Dude. Never would have But I'm going to tell you why. My mind. I think the reason why we've never heard of this is because I think he fucking shoved that shit down. Like, I don't think he wants <laughs> anyone to know. He did it, and he's like, nope, can't undo it. Because no one talks about it. Like, the only article I could find... Because I searched this shit up after I watched it. I'm like, how, why have I never heard of this? So a website that I follow pretty regularly. So like Bloody Disgusting had an article on it. Where they're like, okay, we know this movie's bad. Like it's really bad. <laughs> but like it's an Adam Sandler horror movie. And like if he wants to make another one, like we're here for it. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> so. I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure that, like, after that movie tanked, I'm pretty sure Adam was like, okay, let's just make this movie, like, not exist. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, like, I've never heard of it. I've never heard anybody talk about it. I I don't, I've never even heard Dave Franco talk about it. Like, in his interviews. Cause it's the first think, I'm hearing of it. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you'd, like, here's another thing. Because you'd think, because Dave Franco's made it really big now. You'd think when he gets interviewed about like who he wants to thank, you'd think Adam Sandler would be in there. I don't think he is. I don't know if I've ever heard him say that. So I'm telling you, I think this movie was made. And then <clears> just <throat> forgot. And they were like, yeah. Yeah. Dude. But, wow, what a fucking story that is, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to put that on my list. Not going to lie. Listen, if that doesn't give me the title for like one of the horror icons of this generation I don't know what will because who the fuck is giving you this content man who's talking about an Adam Sandler horror movie man come on clearly you and one other website give me some f give put respect on my name man I'm gonna be like one of those UFC fighters after they win the title for like the fifth time they need to put some fucking respect on my name man I'm sick of this shit 
I'm the fucking best around, man. I'm the best there is. <laughs> you step in the octagon with me, you're gonna get, you're gonna get clown, man. <laughs> you understand? Oh wow. You don't want to step in here with me. So is that uh, <laughs> Mitchell's movie of the week? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that'll take that crown. Oh. In fact, after saying that story, I think it's going to take me a little bit to find out what the movie of the week is. Is that another thing that oh, wow. non non horror related? Okay. Um. Don't want to spend too much time on this because we don't need to. But I just I've had kind of a hate relationship with this franchise for a long time because I haven't seen any of these movies for a very long time. And I remember as a kid, I didn't enjoy them. So I thought, if I didn't enjoy them as a kid, I'm probably definitely not going to enjoy it as an adult. Fair assumption. But I finally came to terms where I'm like, I'm going to give these another chance. I'm going to watch them all, and I'm going to evaluate them and just put it to rest, right? So I started watching the Star Wars movies. Okay. From the beginning. So episode one on. I've done the first three. So these are like the three movies that I grew up with. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> coming from a Star Wars fan that was uh, born in 1973. Yeah. yeah. So, here, here's, here's what I'm going to say. Um, Star Wars 1. It's not great. It's not <laughs> the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. It's kind of in the middle. Like, there's moment, like, I liked the pod racing. I thought that well, was Well, yeah, that was, yeah, that was the best part. Um... I thought that some of the elements of that movie besides that were were entertaining. Some of the performances were not. I feel like a theme that I get from a lot of these movies too is they're super fucking complex for no reason. Yeah, each like, movie has like six plot lines. They're really going hard on. to follow. Yeah, like yeah. the first movie I found myself like what the fuck is going on? What like what am I supposed to know right now? So yeah, number 1 I think I gave like just to be respectful to the franchise, I think I gave like a three out of five. Okay. Because, again, like, if you if you shit hard on Star Wars, then like, you're a fucking like, scum of the earth, right? I didn't want to be that. <laughs> so, episode two, however, I thought was one of the most boring movies I've ever watched. Yeah, and two is rough. Two was rough, because... Two, they focus a lot on, like, the romantic side between Anakin and Padme, and I don't give a fuck about any of that. And, like, Hayden Christensen's acting in that movie was horrific. Yeah. Like, horrific. And uh, I thought that his performance brought down a lot of others. Like, even actors that are usually good, like, when they're in scenes with him, he just made them worse. I'm like, I can't... (laughs) Like, his scenes with fucking Ian McGregor, like, I just... <laughs> I, I just I was clenching my fists. I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> so that's my least favorite of the first three. Now, episode three, I think, is a passable movie for those three. Because it's a little more exciting. It's a little bit easier to follow. You know what's you know what's going on. Right. And then some of those climax scenes in the final half hour are pretty fucking like Yeah. Like, the final battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan is pretty dope. 
I had it's, the it's, high ground. It's very intense, and if uh, I remember when that one was coming out, there was discussion that it might be the first R-rated yeah. Star Wars entry. They were doing that with Harry so, Potter too. Well, he I remember talking alive. about well, that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty rough, and that you were a brother to me, Anakin. <laughs> I thought that of the three. One through three, I liked that one the best. Yes. Because it is very dark. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> so I, I did like that one the best. But here's the thing, and here's another problem I have with these movies too, like basic problem. For a character that's supposed to be as powerful and like the chosen one and everything like that as like Anakin, he's uh-huh. super one-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just a fuck the entire time. Like you know what's, you know that he's not like... Because he's, like, super entitled. They're, like, that's the whole uh-huh. reason why he becomes evil. Because he's just like, nobody's paying enough attention to me well, and they're disrespecting what me. What pisses me off. I miss you, Dad. Yeah, well, what pisses me off is that they make you think that the only reason he goes evil is because he wants to save Padme. I don't think that's true. No. I think he was going to do it regardless. Yeah, he was I heading really down did. that direction. Well I think that, that was just what made him like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. There we go. <laughs> Darth Vader, baby. <laughs> yep. And like, do they just fucking make Darth Vader's uniform just like on the fly? Like he burned alive and they're like, okay. <laughs> okay, this is it. This is what he's going to look like. Like, come on. Fuck off. Come on. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, like, they're just silly. Yes. They're silly fucking movies. Like, the fact that it has as big of a following as it does, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. That, that's fair. I, I am a Star Wars fan. I do enjoy it. But I so when we first got Disney Plus, I did the same thing. I started okay. from one all the way through at that point. I think it was like seven or eight or something at that time. I don't know. But like I remember thinking the same thing. I tried and I got to about where you were and I remember thinking to myself, like, man, this is fucking hard. Yeah. Like they're like two hour they're like Forrest Gump level movies and I never realized like how like the build up on them is is huge. Yeah. Well, I did enjoy it, but like it's fucking hard. Well, here's here's why I know that I don't like these movies that much is because like when I watch like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, that's no problem for me. Like I'm in that shit. Like I vibe with that shit. I I watched Tiana mate because those are like some of Tiana's favorites. So she you don't made... like Lord of the Rings? It's not that I didn't like it. I don't know. I went through the whole movie and thought, like, well, that was it. <laughs> so he has, like, the point of view as, like, uh, <laughs> Randall from Clerks 2. Here's yeah. the first movie. Right. <laughs> here's yeah. the second movie. <laughs> and then here's the third movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. The last movie, I did enjoy a lot because, like, I, I did enjoy the whole, like, fucking Bilbo, or not Bilbo, fucking Frodo, just, like, struggling super hard. I will say, The Hobbits, I really like The Hobbits. You like The, the Hobbits more than Lord of the Rings? Yeah, is that weird? Wow, that is weird. That's really weird. I don't know, maybe it's because I came into them so late in life that, like, 
I didn't hate the movies, but like I wasn't super into. It. I I literally told Tiana like I'm glad I watched them and I glad like I'm glad I understand things now. I'm probably not gonna rewatch them ever again. Well, I the thing that I'm starting to learn about trilogies is there's a pattern. For me, usually I really appreciate the first one. The second one's usually like eh, and then the third one is usually like the fucking like yeah Omega. It's weird. Unless you're talking about the Godfather trilogy. Yeah. Then the, then the <laughs> second one's the best. The second one's the best. Yeah, yeah. Because the first one is just, it hasn't aged well. I, I think it's fine. I don't know. It's been a couple years, but they played it at the Virginia Theater scene at an old theater on a gigantic screen. I, I was just in love. Oh, that'd be cool. I well, was just yeah. in love. I just, this is what I think. I think if I would have, I think if I would have grown up with the Godfather in that time, I'd have a different opinion. I feel like I I didn't watch it until super late because my dad just like would not let up about it. Watched the first one and I'm just like, like some of the special effects. I'm just like, well, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm like, come on. They were working with what they had. I, that's what I'm saying. They're like, yeah. It's one of those that I truly feel if I saw it in the time. I might have a different perspective. But you don't, I mean, now, watching film the way you do, you, I think you have to admit, maybe I'm wrong, you tell me if I'm wrong, it is a gorgeous looking film to this day. Yeah. I no, mean, I don't, I think Francis Ford is a, no, I, I appreciate his work. I mean, you can't, I don't think you do epics like that anymore. You, I don't think you can. I mean, Some the beginning, of his other films, man. The beginning of The Godfather, The Wedding, just the the size, the amount of people and the size of the set and the, yeah, I don't you know come that you can to do me that. on the day of my daughter's That's wedding. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So. You want him dead? I understand. <laughs> Mitchell, you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> I need you to get me a donut. <laughs> From the donut shop. <laughs> Inside the donut, there's going to be a bullet. That bullet is yours. It's either going to go through your skull or his skull. It's your choice. <laughs> you tell me who it's going to be. Oh, boy. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> You're going to find a vibrator <laughs> in my wife's closet. And when you do, you tell me if it just smells like her or if it smells like my daughter as well. Oh, Jesus. You do that, I'll let you live. If you cannot do this, I will make you fuck her. Oh, bad. That's, bad. It. That's why I should be a filmmaker because that, <laughs> that shit would sell. I suppose. <laughs> Girlfriends so, Films presents. Girlfriends. Wow. Girlsway.com presents a porn star written film starring Cherie DeVille, <laughs> Romy Rain, and Rena Sky. You might know their work from Camel Toe. 
<laughs> the funny part about this bit is that that's a real fucking uh, that's a real scene. So I I can up. believe it. Yeah, I was gonna say I believe you. I, I believe it. Well, if my mother-in-law is listening still, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Now you know. <laughs> I'm gonna be sitting at your table, and you're gonna say, "I have another critique for you." <laughs> Maybe don't talk about pornography. <laughs> <laughs> There is that. So speaking of talking about, where do we yeah. want to? Where do we want to start? Because I, I feel like we all have different topics for tonight. What did you come ready to do? So I, I just was writing off of pure gut instinct, caffeine and nicotine alone when I read that. Okay. Um, so in the group text message, Brian had said, "Hey, let's talk about." historical events that might have left an impact on you that you experienced in your lifetime. And I just did not do that. (laughs) (laughs) I did because I follow instructions to a T. I mean, I kind of did. I mean, I was like, Star Wars really isn't a fuck it. That was pretty bad for me, but I'm going to relive it, you know? No, well, fair. Okay, I'll I'll give you that. that. Yeah. Historically, as big as those debuts are, sure. Sure. <laughs> if we, I mean, we could put that slant on there. The anticipation of the one through three yeah. was was insane. If you don't watch the Star Wars movies again and give them a fair shake, <laughs> I'll give you a shake, a shake of death. Do you understand what I'm saying? You either fuck my wife, or you watch the Star Wars movies. One by one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. For me, when I was, like, interpreting that, I, like, had a mini flashback that I forgot about. Uh Uh-huh. And it's one of those things, I know it happened. I'm a little foggy on it. I'll remember all the details. Okay. I was young. I would have been four or five. So it was really young. It's yeah. probably why my memory is really foggy on it. Because it's probably the only memory I can pull back from like <clears throat> that amount of time. Other than like random kindergarten level like shit. Sure. Um, but it would have been New Year's Eve. Y2K. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y2K. Y2K. Yeah. It was a huge deal. I remember... Vaguely, not clearly, but I remember vaguely being a kid <laughs> and seeing all these like. Conspiracy- Is that when people would line up for gas? Is that was that that time? Yeah. 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 Okay, I remember that. Because I well, remember one my- of the times. I mean, we've done that a lot. Well, that nine yes. eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. I yeah. vaguely remember my parents talking about how like people are dumb and, and this is like a crock of shit and like it's not gonna happen. And I didn't fully understand it, but I was a little kid. I remember thinking, like, well, like, what's all this about? My mom, like, explained it to me, and I'm like, this sounds crazy. And then, you know, New Year's Eve happened. Nothing happened. It was crazy. It's insane because I look back on it now, and the theory about it's so fucking stupid. You're telling me... You're telling me the reason we, why we thought why t- I, I understand technology's come a little bit, but this shouldn't be anything new to anybody. That our clocks couldn't handle the switch. Computers couldn't. They were built in the 1900s. 
and no computers were ready to be in the 2000s. But they all can read nines across every numeric ah. value. So in theory, they could go all the way to whatever five that not 99999 they could go on to infinity like what about this y2k okay. <laughs> yeah no that was the big thing was that all the computer systems were geared to 1900s so once it became 2000 but we should have known the fan, that nuclear weapons would be launched at a worst case was, scenario <laughs> i'm serious there would have been an error message and it would have the wrong time and we thought planes were just going to fall from the sky. Yes. Nuclear warheads were going to yes. go off. They did. Like, I didn't, like, and everybody did. Educated people, probably not a lot, but there are educated people out there who genuinely thought that that was going to happen. Yes. Absolutely. Blows my fucking mind, okay. because even me as a five-year-old who didn't fully understand it, now granted I'm biased because my parents were like, this is dumb, it's not going to happen. I'm like, well, my, my parents know everything, right? That's all me, I really remember. Let me set a scene for you. Let's just say hypothetically <laughs> that we're in the time of Y2K. Uh-huh. And Donald Trump was president. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That would be the shit. <laughs> Do you feel like it'd be worse or better? Because I, I feel like on paper, I want to say people would be more amped up and it'd be probably more hyped. But then another part of me is like, I don't know if that could have been more hyped. Because I remember like major news articles talking yeah, about I don't think it could have what been more could hyped. happen. No, it was a yeah. Well, here's the thing though. Like, I want to know why that was such a big deal, but then why people didn't go as outraged when there was the theory that the world was going to end in 2012 due to the Mayan calendars. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of a similar deal, but like not people really did. But I think they attached more importance to what we know as our modern technology, and modern technology was going to crash in the year 2000, 2012 from the Mayans, six hundred thousand years ago. They don't know what they're talking about. Y2K. I think it might be. I think it might be one of those. I'll throw another curveball at you. Y'all might have forgotten about this one. Same vein. June sixth, two thousand six. The 666. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was another date that everyone thought, like, the rapture's going to happen. Yep. I remember that day. I was at Splash Valley. Kankakee. Yeah. I remember that because yeah. my mom had brought it up, and my mom was laughing about it. And she was like, 666 today. The world's going to end. Yeah, I don't think that one made as big a news. As I yeah. ate a pretzel yeah. and a hot dog at yep. Splash fucking Valley. Right. <laughs> That's where you would go to, like, hang out with all the chicks, man. You'd hang out with the chicks at Splash Valley. Yeah. It was 06. I would have been, like, in sixth grade. So. Dude, I was fully... I was in. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me, but like, I remember being into women at like a very young age, like very young. I mean, I feel like that's normal. Like, is it? Is it though? Maybe not no, very yeah, into yeah, women, but say. I feel like you know what your preference is at a young age, dude. Yeah. All I'm going to say is, like, little kids have crushes. Yeah. How many little kids have you heard, like, I got a girlfriend? Dude, I'm talking, like, I'm talking, like, first like, grade. Fresh came out the womb, like, Dude, I'm talking, no, no, mom, like, I want a lady. Listen. <laughs> I was probably in first grade. It might have even been before that. And, like, we had this babysitter. And, like, already, I was like, 
I, have I said this on air? Maybe we should say this on air. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names because I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> I'm not traumatized. It may seem like it's weird, but like I'm okay. And that's all that matters. Okay? <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm okay. I'm nervous. I'm gonna We've say, talked about this, but I don't yeah, remember the details. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm okay. I've talked to a therapist about it. I'm all good. There's no trauma. So here's the deal. Austin's like, I don't know what the fuck's about to happen. Okay. So I used to have a babysitter. She lived across the street. She's pretty hot. She also was really into soap operas. Okay. Yep. I believe it was, uh, what did I say? All My Family? Was that one? No, uh, All My Children. All My Children. Okay. That was the one of choice. So when it was on, what we would do, because she was really into this, what we would do is we would like reenact the scenes from the soap opera. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the episodes had kind of like a, a sensual kind of vibe. And we kind of did that. <laughs> now, not like, I'm not like. No con- no sexual contact. No. Well, no. No. Like, she didn't touch me. Yeah. And I wouldn't no say. No sexual I, contact. Yeah. I, okay, that's fair. I don't think there was any sexual contact. We would like peck. Oh. oh. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. It, dude, it's a thing, right? And I didn't think anything of it, right? And it wasn't until like fucking like years later, like a long time. Like I was in, I went to therapy. It was when I went through all that shit that I went through back in like 2015. Uh, so I, cause my parents were like worried. They're like, dude, you're going to like, you need to go see somebody. Cause I was like not in a good space or whatever. And I was talking to this therapist and we were talking about that kind of shit, but she was like, just just roll with me here. She was like, was there anything that happened like in your past that like would make you kind of like whatever? I don't even know how we got there. And I remember thinking, I'm like, no. And she's like, really think. She's like, because I feel like there's like reasons why you like you react to things in a certain way and like why this is that way. And like we went all the way back. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm like, I had a babysitter that like kind of fucking like might have went a little too far. And she's like, okay. Let's talk about that. <laughs> and we went through it all. <laughs> and I remember asking her, I was like, so like, that's cool, right? Like everything's like, I'm fine, right? Like we're cool. She was like, as long as like, you know, as long as it wasn't sexual assault and you're cool. Like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, <laughs> okay. But yeah, so weird. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. But the point I'm trying to make <laughs> is I just find it very strange. Like from such a young age, I was like. But I wonder if that's why. You know what I mean? Maybe I was just kind of put into that situation so young that like my brain was like, okay, that's that's normal. Because I'm telling you, like, I moved to Canada shortly after that. And I remember my first day of class. I literally walk into the class for the first time and I like zoned into the girl that I had a crush on like right away. Like I walked in and I was like... That's it. And I just stared at her the whole fucking class. <laughs> she was so creeped out. Dude, I literally felt like I was like a kid pedophile. Like, I felt so weird. Like, 
I'm sitting there staring at her. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up being really good friends. We like kind like I wouldn't count it as dated because we were very young, but like we were we were very close. But I don't know why. Because I'm telling you, like, just like flat on. <laughs> I'm surprised the teacher didn't say anything, honestly. I'm surprised the teacher was like, hey, what are you <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Dude, weird. I remember also no names. Cause no Mitchell, name. <laughs> Mitchell and I both know these people mutually. Hell yeah, let's go. In kindergarten, in my younger years, uh, two kids, boy and a girl, were playing house. Do they fuck? <laughs> Damn near about. No, stop. <laughs> they there was no penetration. Okay. But we were on our little recess. It was cold outside, so our recess was indoors. Uh huh. And they were playing house. And uh-huh. They had a little playhouse. We're fucking kindergarten. We're like five, six years old. So they had like blocks set up and they were inside the blocks or some shit? Damn right. And both Damn. of them had their pants down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awkward. Uh, uh, <laughs> edit it out. I need to know. That's such a weird combination. Man. So while we're on that topic... Probably the worst thing I ever did in kindergarten. You know, I'm going to leave this in because this is, I've laughed about this for years and I don't know why this never left me. So I just told you about like a possible like trauma that I could have had when I was in first grade. So yeah. Oh, mine wasn't traumatic at all. Just something that I was really proud of. Yeah. And I really shouldn't have been. Well, I mean, I'm kind of proud of it. Like what fucking first grader can say like, oh yeah, I fucking... (laughs) I was in kindergarten one day, and we were all lined up to go through bathroom breaks. Uh-oh. It's amazing they never contacted my parents about this. I really thought they were, but I accepted my consequences the moment I did it. I just couldn't walk away from it. I saw the opportunity, and I, I fucking had to. And uh same aforementioned gentleman uh, was, okay. like, sitting on the sink, right? No. And he didn't realize it. He was, like, you know, being the... The cool kindergarten kid, right? Like sitting on the sink and his belt loop was, from the way he was sitting, had like looped around the faucet. And I don't know why I did this. Like I always got along with him. Me and him were always cool. I've never had an issue with him. I've never had a bullying problem. I, like me and this kid never had an issue. I don't know why this overcame me. I imagine it's the same feeling that like you get like when people are like, doing a serious crime and they're like oh i just couldn't help myself i did like i don't know but i saw my opportunity and i took it he was mid-sentence and i was washing my hands and i looked over i said now's my fucking chance to do it so little like five six-year-old me just flipped the faucet on and it just ran water down the back of his ass and it startled him because it was cold water, right? So he went to go panic and like jump off, but his belt loop was stuck oh, to the no. faucet. Oh, so, no. so it straight it it looked like he had runny shit. Oh. And I felt bad. <laughs> Teacher was like, What happened? And I was like I was laughing, but I was like, look, like I'm going to be honest with you, whatever her name was. I'm like, I did it. It was all me. Dude, you probably did talk just like that when you were a kid, too. Like, listen, man. It was me. I admit it. But, like, listen, I 
I saw a faucet. I saw the belt loop. Like, I did it, man. I, I, I was curious. <laughs> how, how could I not? Yeah, that's a good one. I was curious. I, I, I saw, like, a butterfly effect happen in front of me, and I was like, I'm going to take this chance. I saw Ashton Kutcher in his journals, and I just I needed to see where this was going to take me. All right. Brian, what do you got for us in the month of dark history? I was going to say, it's a very heavy month. I... I gotta give you credit though on the Y2K thing. I that didn't even cross my mind. It really didn't. I, Y2K. I don't know why. I guess maybe because it was so much hype with no real out. That, you know, no real fallout. You don't know how much it bothers me though that Best Buy put out an advertisement. I'm telling you, everybody did, dude. I'm telling you, it was that big a deal. Well, I'm gonna I, assume that all those companies, corporate probably told them they had to. Because I would if, assume so. Because if it actually happened and they didn't do that, then right. it makes them look bad. I think that's an. I think that's a fair assumption. And I, I feel like it's a lose-lose. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're but fine. I feel like it's a lose-lose for all those companies because if right. you don't say anything and it happens, you look stupid. Right. But if you say something like they did and it doesn't happen, you look stupid. Right. So, like, there's really no, like... There's no win there. I believe you're right. I just feel like there should have been, no, regardless of what angle you're approaching it at, don't forget to turn off your computers, <laughs> Best Buy, 1999. Like, like put a reason, right? Like, it's supposed to be, like, you know, a big box tech store that, you know, is there to educate customers and clients about what's going on and how to enrich their lives and technology. That's the motto. Let's talk about what's possible. But was it the motto then? Uh, that, that would have been, I mean, been rebranding, so. That would have been under Hubert. Their, so their motto sure at that time was buy our CDs. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> and now you can buy vinyls there, but you can't even buy CDs. Right. So, yeah, so I mean, you got to look back at it a little bit. Now, here we're not—I'm not, not going to name names—but at the time, I worked for a a person that's, I mean, now a billionaire. Oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. And yeah. they had a home out in the country, simply known as the country home. It was out between uh, Sydney and St. Joe. Hell yeah! And that became essentially the bunker, the getaway house. I'm not shitting you. What? So bunkers was, are kind of cool. I'd, I'd, I'd build a bunker. four, three or four 55-gallon drums of drinking water wow. that had its own filtration system, and it stirred it up to keep it from getting... Had all those uh, teamed up together to say so you had your water. We was tasked with going out there and occasionally draining the water and refilling it and then running the pump or whatever. Uh... All, almost all the, well, all the storage spaces downstairs were full of canned goods and other uh, candles, uh, lanterns, all kinds of other stuff like that, and numerous firearms and ammunition out there at the place. And then, yeah, when it didn't happen, then it got to be, all right, we'll find places to donate all this food <laughs> that, we had, that we had stocked up. But, yeah, it was... It was a big consideration. It was a big consideration. So is he cool or no? I, yeah. I was completely cool with him. Really? Completely cool with him. That's good. Yeah. And... Because there's another billionaire from this area that I would not classify as that. Month of dark history. Month of, month dark, history, of dark history, but I was looking at my Facebook memories and nearly forgot. 
This was not originally in my month of dark history. But, Mitchell. Yeah. On this day, April 14th. Yeah. 11 years ago. Yep. The world lost Petrus Thomas Radisic, better known as Peter Steele. So today we mark the anniversary of Pete's passing, April 14th, wow. 2010. He's been gone from us for 11 years now. So I had to make sure we got that in there. Shit. The green man, rest in peace. And to move on, may I have the lights brought up just a touch for my old eyes, please, sir? Not a whole lot, just a little bit. And what I decided to do, since I mentioned it last week's pod, uh, that's perfect, on how April had a bunch of dates, I wrote down a fair amount. Not everything. Some of these I would, I will eventually uh, dive a little deeper on. One of them I'm going to hit tonight, just because it's my synopsis is relatively short, but the story I highly, highly encourage everybody to, to look into, because it's one I think you, everybody should know. So I'm just going to go chronologically through the month of April. Uh, April 4th, 1968. Martin Luther King assassinated. Mm -hmm. April 6th, 1917. The United States enters World War I. April 8th, 1990. This is the one I'm going to go into at the end of the list. Ryan White passes away. Mm -hmm. It's a name you'll want to know. That's who I'm going to talk about a little bit this evening. April 10th, 1942, I'm definitely going to hit on this one at a later point. The Bataan Death March begins, World War II. April 12th, 1861, the Civil War begins, which would ultimately lead to the deaths of 500,000 Americans. April 14th, 1865, President Lincoln assassinated. April 15th, 1912, the Titanic sinks, taking 1,500 lives. April 16th, 2007, Virginia Tech. Yeah. April 18th, 1906. This is going back. It's one I don't know much about. I'd heard about because when the Cubs uh, were in the playoffs against the San Francisco Giants in 1989, there was an earthquake in San Francisco. Yes. Fortunately, not it was a pretty severe one, but not like this one. April 18th, 1906, San Francisco earthquake, which of course led to a bunch of fires because in 1906 you got all your your stoves, your lanterns, and everything else. Ultimately, 4,000 people killed in that one. Wow. Yeah. This one that doesn't get talked about much at all that I feel is it's kind of a shame that it doesn't. April 19th, 1989, 47 sailors on the USS Iowa were killed when a gun turret exploded during exercises. That's scary. Off the coast of Puerto Rico. Yes. It was really big news. Uh, The 90s brought in bigger stuff and kind of got a little glossed over, which... Haven for... April 19th, 1993. (laughs) The compound in Waco, Texas goes up in flames. When is he going to be on the show, man? Whenever we can arrange it and we get a good uh, uh, connection for a phone interview. Yeah, okay. Yep. 
Uh, 82 folks, including 17 children, die in that fire. Same date, April 19th, two years later, 1995, Oklahoma City bombing. 168 killed, including 19 children. April 20th, 1999, Columbine High School shooting. Yeah. April 26th, 1986, the nuclear power plant at Chernobyl melts down. That was in 86? 86. Hmm. Yep, and I cannot recommend the HBO series enough. I love cannot it. Cannot recommend it. I do need to see it. I do need to see it. It's so good. It's so good. A lot of it is factually accurate, too. Extremely, because... There are way. dramatizations, as to be expected. But, but the reason that was able to be made is they finally, finally got a hold of a lot of the government documents. Because for the longest time, as is pointed out in that series, oh, it's a small fire. All under control. Yep. No need to worry. And that was the story they were going to run with yeah. until I cannot remember where there was a, a monitoring station in another country that was like, uh, these radiation levels in the ozone are a little higher than we would expect to see what's going on. They basically got called out by another country. Right. What's going on? Uh, da, da, da. Here is one that I discovered probably in the last five or six years. Which is insane. We never even think about it. April 27th, 1865. A riverboat called the Sultana exploded on the Mississippi River. It killed 2,000 Union soldiers who were POWs being shipped back to the north to go home. Oh, wow. man. That's crazy. Yeah. And then, this is before your time, but this is a big one as well, of course. April 29th, 1992. The beginning of the L.A. riots after the Rodney King verdict yeah. where all the officers were acquitted. Rodney King was a big deal, man. It was. I have yet to watch it, but I believe it's Netflix has a couple documentaries yes. on that. Uh, one called Let It Burn and another one. I That's Steve McQueen, called. right? Isn't Steve McQueen the director? I don't know. The same dude that did uh, 12 Years a Slave and... I'm not sure. I have not looked into it enough. I, I, it's on my watch list, but I yeah. haven't. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, I might be off it. on that, but I think that's. When he said Steve McQueen, I'm thinking the actor is like, no, this is way after him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just want to go a little bit more into uh, Ryan White's story. Did, did either of you even know the name? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. What was the year? He passed away in 1990. Oh, yeah. So, five years. (laughs) Yes, when all that was going on. Yeah. So, some of these names might not mean as much now as they did then, but nonetheless, uh, I feel like everybody needs to at least have a passing knowledge of the Ryan White story. Uh, He was a young man who was a hemophiliac, and he was infected with HIV when he received a tainted blood transfusion. That was in 1984. This is the very, very beginning. The AIDS epidemic was just starting to get attention and no one really knew much about it. Most just assumed it was a gay disease and therefore seemed to feel nothing for Ryan. Do we know where that comes from? Like, why is it a gay disease? Because at the very, at the beginning when it blew up in 83 and 84, that's, homosexual men were the only ones presenting with it. Yeah, statistically back in the day it was, I I believe even still it's less it less. It's more balanced now. It's a lot more balanced now. But statistically, there is a slight, slight higher chance in today's world um, that LGBTQ uh, members have 
a slightly higher chance. Of but at the very HIV beginning, positive. that's all that seemed to present with it. It blew up out in San Francisco. A lot of men coming into the clinics with something that nobody had ever seen before. Was the most popular case of that Freddie Mercury, you think? Freddie Mercury and Rock Hudson about the same time. Oh, I always forget uh, yeah. Magic Johnson, I guess. is another Magic thing. Johnson after that a little bit, yep. Yeah, those are probably the highest I think it's ones. crazy that Magic Johnson is still fucking alive. Yeah. It speaks to how much money, money and technology can do. Because is that why South Park fucking yeah, says injects it's just, with money? Because yeah, Magic yeah. Johnson is just like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, because of because of his case, I mean he he did turn it around and he was like, all right, we need to get this figured out. Because unfortunately, like like I say here, I mean before that it was just the gay disease. Nobody cared to help anybody out. There yeah, was, there's still tons of people dying from hepatitis HIV from dirty needles. But, so. yeah, so there's still not a cure for it, but it's more treatable now. Yeah. yeah, especially if you catch it early, you can live a normal lifespan. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. When is it too late? Uh, it depends. So yeah, I don't know. AIDS is the worst. So you start with HIV. You start mm-hmm. with HIV and it goes yes. into AIDS. Right? You, Correct. You can become undetectable. Even if you have AIDS, it's harder to do, but it is possible. It really depends on like your health. Like Your age probably has something to do with it. There's a lot of factors, but like it can be done. It's no longer considered a death sentence. I do exactly, believe. exactly. Yep. Now we just need to figure out cancer now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which here's the thing, not to go too off topic, and I'm not gonna stay on it long, but like the fact that they were able to make a COVID nineteen vaccine so quickly, mm-hmm. like that just boggles my mind on why we haven't done more. Yep. Because, like I said, COVID nineteen is just like a cold strain, right? So they basically made a fucking vaccine for a cold strain, which they've never been able to do before. They did it in less than a year. So I'm just saying, like, if they can do that and it's actually like a thing that works, like, why the fuck are we stopping there? Like, what's stopping us from making other shit? That's a whole other conversation. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just that I definitely have very strong opinions about. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Ryan was basically just. A lot of people shit all over it. Oh, it's a gay disease. It's a gay disease. He got it from a fucking tainted blood transfusion. He's a hemophiliac. This is... And he has the misfortune of living in the state of Indiana. Nice. Yeah. He was expelled from school. They would For not... For having al- it? Yes. They would not wow. allow him in school because they were afraid he was going to infect everybody. Wow. His family had, I think, two court cases. They had to fight in court for him to be able to go to a public high school. Wow. Numerous celebrities learned of his fight and befriended him. He went on to become a national spokesman for AIDS and HIV awareness and education. He outlived his doctor's diagnosis but five years, but ultimately passed away on April 8, 1990, one month before his high school graduation. His funeral was attended by Elton John, Michael Jackson, First Lady Barbara Bush, and along with a standing, uh, standing room only crowd. Elton John, Howie Long, and Phil Donahue served as pallbearers for him. Wow. That's how much of an impact this young man made. Um, I've been to his headstone two or three times. It's just over in Carmel, Indiana. Short little drive. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the real short little drive. I There's a Latter-day Saints temple there. I'm not surprised. I've been in that show. <laughs> and yeah. surprisingly, as backwards as a lot of that place, Carmel was the place that allowed him to 
to go to high school. Okay. Um, Look at Carmel, man. They're just all about shit. They're yeah. all about inviting shit yeah. in, man. I dig it. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Carmel that are winning. Again, I, I can't encourage you enough to look into Ryan White. Uh, it I mean, it definitely shows you which schools kicked him out, which one allowed him back. Um, People Magazine did a lot of articles on him. He was all over the news. There was a movie. Uh, I think it's just called The Ryan White Story. It's on one of the streaming services now. Um, I go on to say... Uh, this is actually off of one of my original Facebook posts for my dark history stuff. Yeah. Uh, I went a little farther into it and I, th- I say it. I think my connection is pretty simple. He could have been my friend. We were only two years apart in age. So wow. that's yeah. what, when it breaks and I see him on the news, he's, he's two years older than I am. And so I'm like, well, I, that kid could have been going to my school. And just his attitude through the whole thing, it was never poor, poor, pitiful me. It was always like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm going to continue to do this. I just want to be normal. And I want to, if I can, if people listen to me talk, I'm going to use that opportunity to talk to educate you on on what this is and what it means. Sure. Unbelievable young man. You guys got to check out Ryan White. And that's that's the one I'm going to... That's the one I chose to dive into for April. You remember the list. There's a lot more to talk about. I figure I'll have her another one next week and maybe do a little April series. But Yeah. But a lot of these other ones on the list, of course, are some that people know a lot more I want to hit on. I wanted to hit on Ryan, and I think the next one I want to do is probably going to be the Baton Death March because if you don't know about that, it's pretty fucking insane as well. Okay. So... That's that's what I've got. Sorry Fair to end enough. us on a on a lower note, but if you want to turn it around, you can also say that uh, Ryan was a voice for people that didn't have a voice at the time, and he made the best of his situation, and I think he made his mark on the world by being an awesome kid. He lived six years being HIV positive? Yeah. For that time, that's pretty good. For that time, good. that was a lot. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, his doctors, he outlived their diagnosis by five years. Or their, yeah, whatever they said he was going to live to be. He outlived it by five years. So, incredible young man, incredible story that uh, unfortunately is kind of back page news nowadays. Get out there and uh, educate yourself on who Ryan White was. That's my piece. <laughs> Hell yeah. On a slightly more upbeat note, before we get into Mitchell's movie of the week, <laughs> I turned around and watched Repo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we forgot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and we got to call on Mel to see if she listened or followed her recommendations for Cabin Fever and Repo. I loved it. Zytrate comes in a little glass vial. Yes. Did you guys happen to see any of the comments on that, too, from my daughter, who no. was very unhappy that we decided to talk about that movie without her being Hell here? Yeah. <laughs> Since it is, it's definitely top five for her. So I told her, I was like, we could have you back on any time. <laughs> we could go in depth on it any time, especially, Dude, now that Austin, I, now especially now that Austin has watched it. Dude, I've seen that movie so many times, yeah. Yeah. 
angle. I enjoyed it. So first lot. time viewer, Austin, give us more. What? Yeah, tell us about your experience. Is this the best opera you've ever been to? <laughs> right. It's probably the only opera that I've <laughs> ever actually sat down and watched. When I pitched it to Tiana, because we didn't know what we wanted to watch last night. <laughs> right. And I was like, so hear me out. This is going to sound crazy. <laughs> and she's like, okay, what's going on? I tell her, think Sweeney Todd, mm-hmm. yeah. but kind of. yeah. it doesn't take itself as seriously and it's not as dramatic. And she's like, okay. I'm like, this is how Brian pitched this to me. Yes. And she goes, tell me more. I'm like, a repo man who repos organs that were lent out. She said, this seems weird. I'm like, but you want to give it a shot, right? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm down. Let's watch it. So how did you watch it? Amazon Prime. I I rented it. It was like four bucks. Yeah. Uh, worth every penny. Worth every penny. Because I started this, and she was like, you're really going to rent it. Because I thought it was free on Prime. I thought it was, I thought I said it was, too. I thought That's it was. what I thought, too. And I came up, and I was like, I hope it's worth the $4. And she's oh, like, man. we'll find out. So I spend the $4. We load it up. First 10 minutes of the movie, when the grave robber's like doing his little narration yep. introduction. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, she wasn't super into it, and she was like, I don't know. And then you get like two or three songs in. And it wasn't her favorite movie. She didn't hate it. She just kind of figured like, what am I watching? Why are you making me watch this kind of deal? And as it continued, even though she didn't want to admit it, you could tell she was kind of invested in it. Because she's like putting plot points together. Like, see, you care. You care when they're giving everybody's story. And she's like, oh, Marnie was, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shiloh, I'm the doctor. <laughs> Shiloh, I'm your father. No, I. It was a fun ride. That's what I was like. It was a fun ride. Like exactly. it's a good movie to just put on and just enjoy it. Is it a weird movie? Hell yeah. Is it entertaining? Loved it. What's the best song in the movie? Ooh, that's tough. What was the best number? For me, my favorite would have been. I don't remember the blind girl. Oh, blind mag. Oh yeah, yeah, blind yeah. mag. Yeah, blind mag. Her last performance. Dude, yes. I've never listened to an opera song intentionally. I'm not, I don't think I've actually other than Carmen, I think everybody likes and knows Carmen. She killed it. Yeah. Like her vocals are through like they're not joking. Like she's like top pipes in that whole movie mm-hmm. and then just the finale of her just ripping her eyes out was so great i think she might be the only semi-classic i mean actual singer so singer, yeah right? i was gonna go on that she's an actual singer yeah and she's most notable for you've seen stepbrothers right hell yeah so the so the song that they sing together at the catalina wine mixer oh yeah yeah when he that's goes her off. she sings that song. no shit not in that they did it in a different language in stepbrothers though they did it in spanish for some reason in stepbrothers the version she sings is english okay and dude it's fucking like it's phenomenal she's got a she's good a voice singer. on her yeah, yeah absolutely no I, I would say by far that was probably my favorite number dude yeah movie. she's just the way that they did her eyes too it's like yeah. awesome yeah. yeah when they first introduced her i didn't understand what i was looking at i was like why did they pick her eyes to look so weird i'm like maybe it's just a weird like aesthetic in the movie right like maybe they were just going for a I'm look your, i'm your god mom <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, then they then they explain it, and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Why? Dude, okay. yeah, that's a oh, fuck. That's a good movie. Yeah, 
That's a damn good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And you see what I mean about Paul Sorvino? I mean, he's just... he. I think he brings it's, the heavy as far as this is Hollywood... I, I don't want to say royalty, but he's a heavyweight. He, yeah. And he brings the seriousness that you need to it. Even then, though, it's, it's light. Like, it's yeah, drastically yeah. different from uh, Godfather. The repo, though. I mean, the repo Same man concept. is. Yeah, the repo man is pretty heavy. His story's pretty. I mean, yeah, so the, the plot line's heavy. I guess what I mean with that is. It just seems more loose and carefree than. Oh, yeah, than yeah. A, you could tell that he was having fun. It didn't necessarily seem like a job. Yeah. Yep. It, it, same kind of character, but delivered in two drastically different ways. So, yeah. in my mind, they're completely different roles. And I, I think they are, and I think that says yeah. a lot to his versatility. All you have to do is pull that trigger. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have yet to bring up Paris. <laughs> oh, yeah? Is she the weakest part of the movie for you? Because uh, she didn't even need to be in it for me. <laughs> no, I, I do agree. No. I, I see what you're saying. I, I didn't hate her, actually. I didn't Yeah, I didn't her. hate her, but I will say going into the movie, she was the part that had me questioning anything. As far as, far as when Cheyenne first told me about the movie. And she's like, oh, Paris Hilton and all the... I was like, eh, Paris might kill the idea of me watching the movie. But it didn't. The it funny didn't. thing about that, I might have it wrong, too, but I'm pretty sure that Paris, like, asked to be in the film. I think so. Really? I think that she heard about the movie and was, like, totally, like, psyched about it and, like, tried to find a way to get in. Yeah. And they brought her in. I could see that. So. And I think you might be right. Well, because here's the thing. Not sticking up for her at all. <laughs> right? At all. But I think that... The persona that we know her as is a character. Because yeah, I've, I've, sure. I've seen some stuff on her, and I've seen her like in actual interviews where she's herself. And I've read like interviews with other people that are friends with Paris, like celebrities that we like respect, that say that Paris is actually like a pretty chill, laid back, like good person. Yeah. So that that may be a thing. I liked her technique in her uh, greenish hued film that she did. Yeah, she looked like she enjoyed herself. Dude, I, <laughs> I'll never forget. And, and I mean, if they're enjoying themselves, you know you're going to. I'll, I'll never forget when she released that album back in like the mid 2000s. Yeah. Dude, that was. It's just so funny, man. Yeah. Yeah. But that is great that you've now seen Repo. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I loved it. I'd watch it again. I'd recommend it. I would recommend it. Oh. Oh, yeah. I need to see it again because it's been a long time now. So I, I definitely need to see it again. And that's that adds a little bit more if we get her back in here and we end up talking about it. That that makes Shy's story even cooler that she got to meet Pavi. The guy yeah, that's Pavi. super cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's such a weird, fun character. He though. is. He is. And he, he was so cool. At the, the convention we met him at, it was at that time of day, there was not much going on. So we probably talked to him for a half hour. Man, that's cool. I mean, we just sat there and shot the shit, and she told him how much she liked stuff, and he was like, well... And he even told her, he's like, I'm not really supposed to do this. But he gave her his, like, private, I think at the time, his personal Facebook and oh, uh, email and stuff like that. That's cool. I don't think we've ever followed up with any of it, but he he made it a point of saying, this isn't the public stuff. This is <laughs> this is me. And, yeah, he was he was just completely cool, and he was... He was almost... As excited 
by her excitement as she was by seeing him because he was just well, he yeah, just he spends it was so, the whole movie with a plastic piece yeah, over himself. he was just he just thought it was so cool that she knew all this and was happy to be around him and he was yeah he just thought it was he, he thought it was really cool he was like oh, i appreciate how much you appreciate what we did does shy and, like his music i don't remember if we've ever even talked about it okay he does music yeah, yeah he's yeah, in an he's, act called skinny, skinny puppy skinny puppy Okay. Yep. Funny thing about Skinny Puppy is it's a big insp- like so you know Nine Inch Nails, right? Yes. Trent Reznor. He's very inspired by Skinny Puppy. Interesting. Okay. Cuz yeah. it's very like industrial kind of experimental right. like electronic kind and of And I think that's the whole team behind that too cuz yeah. cuz Grave Robber, the actor that plays him, he like we mentioned last week he is Terrence Was he a writer? He's a writer, yeah. He so, was a writer of so, the film. Yeah, and... like, I think I said this last week. I could, so, the the grave robber in the movie, his real name is Terrence, he wrote and created Repo as a play first. And oh, they right. did the play for a couple of years. And then I believe, I want to say it was the director, I think it was Darren Lynn Bowsman that was like, let's make this into a film. Mm-hmm. And then Terrence wrote the screenplay for the film. Darren directed it. Okay. Yeah, it is. And there is another movie from that team. I think it's called it's Devil's it's Carnival. I Devil's Carnival. Yep. And I remember watching it, but I've only seen it once, so I can't really comment on. I mean, it's no repo. I can tell you. No, that, it's not a fair. repo, but it's. Yeah, I I do not they're remember. They're a cool well team, enough. though. I mean, there was talks for a long time that they were going to do another repo. They just never did. Yeah. Well, but sweet. man, what what I would have done. To see Repo on stage before it was a film. Oh, that'd I heard, be cool. I heard that's the reason why they made it into a film. Because, like, the fucking play was, like, off yeah. the fucking chart. Like, it was a very... I can imagine. It was a thing. It was a cult following. I can imagine. So. I can almost see it being, like, one of those audience-involved Rocky Horror type things. I really could. I can see that would be in a play where people get into it and yell or things like, out. Uh, and, yeah. and sing along. And, like yeah. Tommy Wiseau's The Room. <laughs> You're breaking my heart, Lisa. <laughs> oh, which wait, I... have you guys not seen the room? No, I no. Oh fuck you! Come on. Nope, sorry. The best worst movie ever made. Yeah, that's that was enough to make me say no. Oh my god. <laughs> that's really disappointing. So Mitchell, do we have we worked you into thinking up of a uh, Mitchell's movie of the week? Um. Yeah, I could do this one. Okay. Um, only reason I thought about this one is because um, a YouTuber that I'm really good friends with, she just released a video um, that I want to check out uh, where she is. She's going to rank all of... Uh, I really hope I'm saying his name right. It's a director. It's either Gasper or Jasper Noe. But he huh. he does a lot of like disturbing-ish kind of movies, but, like, very artistic. Like, they're not, like, Vomigore. It's not, like, August Underground. Like, they're very well-made films. Okay. Um, And so it got me thinking, right? I'm like, what the fuck? What what films do I like of his? Because there's quite a few films that I like of his. So the film that I think I'm going to do of his that I'll do for my film of the week, just because it's relatively new, and I think it's pretty... Uh, I think it's a pretty easy watch. It was a movie in 2018, and it's called Climax. So, 
to set the scene of the film, I believe it's supposed to be set in like the mid '90s, back when like raves were like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like a dance group that's um, practicing like dance stuff in this like big space. It almost seemed like a big like house shelter kind of thing or whatever. And the movie starts with like fucking groovy music playing and they're all fucking dancing and it's that way for a while. But then the movie starts to like slowly unravel. So what happens is there's like, I don't know if it's a bowl of sangria or what it is, but it got spiked with like LSD. And then the movie just shows all these people like losing their fucking mind. It's pretty baller. (laughs) Wow. And a really cool fact about the movie too, and this is another reason why I really love his films they say that the last 40, 45 minutes of the film is just like one take. Okay. One continuous wow. take. The whole movie kind of feels that way, but I think they confirmed that the last 45 minutes is just one continuous take. Because you're literally just following all these characters as they're going, and it's... Like, you think it sounds really simple and like whatever, but like, I'm telling you, like... It takes talent to shoot everything in one take, even yes. like a long like that's a lot. Yeah, but just to get just to get people interested that are into these kind of movies that have like people like me, right? Um, my significant other, I don't know, I'm saying that I've said Madeline's name a hundred times in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> she won't watch this film. Like she won't watch it. Why? Well, she's slowly been kind of getting into watching like. <clears throat> horror-esque movies and like movies that are a little disturbing mm-hmm. she won't watch this like she will not touch it i think what happened is she like i think i explained to her what was happening like what the movie's about yeah she got about halfway through and she was like no <laughs> no <laughs> huh. nah not because not because it's not a good movie but like it's because of where the plot it, goes it gets intense okay some shit happens because of the party and them let me this is okay maybe this is a good analogy to get people also maybe interested because again this is a very controversial movie as well this honestly could be my movie of the week like months from now it's kind of it kind of gave me like not not okay when I say this analogy it's Think of it as, like, the vibe and not the story. But it kind of had a similar vibe as, like, Darren Aronofsky's mother that came out back in, like, 2017. Okay. If you guys, you haven't seen that. I have not seen Mother. The only thing I think I've seen by him is The Wrestler. You haven't seen Requiem for a Dream? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep, yes, yes, I have. Well, anyway. Um, But the movie is just, like, I think another reason why Madeline has a hard time watching this movie is if you have anxiety, like this movie's not good if you have anxiety because uh. it's very just, it's very stressful because it's very like in your face. There's music playing pretty much the whole movie. It literally feels like you're in a club. Okay. Like it's just, it's this director is a fucking genius. He really is. Cause like a lot of the, movies that are like this that kind of are like disturbing or try to get you into that frame of mind they're usually pretty bland and edgy and like not super well made 
But his are made with such thought behind them and very artistic, very well made, a lot of a lot of good techniques and a lot of good decision making, a lot of good performances. The set designs are always amazing. It's a fucking vibe. It's a good oh. movie. Hell yeah. It is a good movie. And it'll it'll broaden your horizon a little bit because it is a foreign film. It's not in English. So Oh. There you go. Excellent. You get to read some. I prefer the dub. Seriously? If you watch yeah. you watch dubbed anime? Mainly, yeah. No, what? How do you not hate anime then? Because dubbed anime is trash. So Tiana and I want to want to watch ghost stories, and the dub of it, like the people who dubbed it, just didn't understand what the fuck was going on. So what is considered like a classic anime if you watch it sub, the dub, the actors just stopped caring about it. So it's just completely comedic. That's every dubbed anime. <laughs> yeah, I. That's fair. I see your point. Oh this no! What are you doing? <laughs> we can't go in there. <laughs> I will not go in there. <laughs> like why? <laughs> I've got like Promise Neverland. I had to watch subbed. Uh, right. right now I'm pumping through that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Oh, sorry. I I actually really like that. Really? One. Yeah. So promise is the second season of Promise Neverland done. Yes, it's over. I haven't watched the last few, and I'm afraid to, because it just really isn't that. It has it... the ending. I I enjoyed. I liked it. I'd recommend it heavily. Is, is there... it better than season one? No. Is there but... going to be a third? I hope so. I really hope so. Did they but end I it doubt to where it could be? Not really. No. Okay. The only. I'm not gonna say that. It's gonna spoil. Yeah. It. Okay. That's fine. I was gonna say unless like. <laughs> there's a new enemy. But, like, I was going to go a really snarky way with that, and it would spoil it. I guess I totally forgot, too. I wanted to do this, too. So, like, going on that YouTuber that I'm good friends with that gave me the inspiration to do this uh, movie of the week. Her YouTube channel name is Spooky Astronauts. She does videos, I believe, every week. And she does kind of, like, horror-based content and stuff like that. She's really good. Her videos are super professionally done. I've been a fan of hers and a friend of hers since 2015, so you know she's you know she's the real deal. So go check her channel out. Say I sent you. Have a good day. That's where it's at, man. Thanks for listening. Two a day, baby. <laughs> Two a day, baby. <laughs> Woo! I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope that you enjoyed our emergency podcast episode. If you haven't listened to that for whatever reason, it's already there, ready for you to listen to. So do that. Um, and, uh, as always, let us know if what we did here was acceptable. If it is, great. If it's not, well, shit, tell us how we can do better. Um, thank you guys again. Uh, keep listening, keep subscribing, keep doing whatever you need to do, keep telling whatever you need to tell, and let's go and let's do this stuff, man. Let's keep doing this shit. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We, we go into bed. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are headed that way. Climax.